counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. Or if this is your first time here, it's brilliant that you found us. I hope you have a good stay. How are you today? Well, I'm feeling great. I just took my dog, came out for a really nice walk and I sat in the village church graveyard. Now, I'm not a religious person. In fact, I wouldn't even describe myself as particularly spiritual, to be honest. But, you know, there's something about the old church graveyards, especially like the the village ones that are like really old and stone and, you know, really old gravestones. I find really peaceful. You know, it's a place that's really steeped in history. But also there's modern graves there that have been tended with flowers and photographs and keeps keepsakes. And I just find it's a place that's kind of filled with love and there's a feeling of family around it. And I find it really peaceful. And I often go there for that kind of tranquility. So I've been there with my dog, Kim, today. It's been a nice day. I was sat there and just sort of soaked up all of that peace, really. So, yeah. Does that sound weird? I don't know. Tell me if you like sitting in a graveyard. It's Yeah, I I just really like it. Anyway, enough about me. Let's have a talk about what we're going to talk about in this episode, because today's episode is one of the Jane Explains episodes. And this is where I'll answer a question sent in from a listener. And I really love answering these. So if you have any questions, please don't be shy. Drop me an email. It's jane at janetravis.co.uk. And if you could make the subject line, Jane Explains. And yeah, I'll do my best to help you. So, you know, please, like I say, don't be shy. Get in touch with me. Now, today's question is a niche question. And niche questions, I I love talking about niches. It's one of my favourite subjects. But just before I start, I want to just ask you a question. Do you ever feel a little bit lost when it comes to getting the word out about your practice? Or maybe, I don't know if you've ever felt this, felt a little bit uncomfortable sharing, you know, sharing what you do. Or maybe you've been a bit worried about coming across as being too salesy. So as a result of that, maybe, you know, don't talk about yourself and there isn't that visibility. Now, if that sounds a bit like you, then I've got a free resource for you that's all about how you can how you can grow your practice by helping instead of selling. Okay. It covers what content marketing is, it covers the challenges of being visible, it covers three focus areas to avoid overwhelm and what to write to attract clients. And also about how, you know, how not to let personal disclosure issues get in the way. So if you fancy a copy of this, it's absolutely free. All you need to do is go to janetravis.co.uk slash help and you can grab this free guide. So, you know, go go and check that out. So anyway, back back to today's question. Today's question comes from Diana. So hi, Diana. Um, I hope you're okay. And Diana says, I know that niche has been covered so many times. I'm wondering if you could help with my dilemma. Well, to be honest, niching is something I'm always happy to talk about. So don't worry about that at all. 
So Diana says, my passion is working with all things female, but I also realise that the areas I want to niche in also tip over into the male side. She says, currently I specialise in working with baby loss. I would like to encompass infertility and menopause. Have you got any hints or tips about how to merge these and also how to market myself? I don't want to be known as a female therapist or all things female. She says, maybe my niche is too wide. But I really enjoy working with them all. Fingers crossed you can help. Well, Diana, I hope that this helps. I mean, I, I think that, you know, this is a really, really brilliant question. So the first thing is I want to say, I love that you want to help everybody to manage the difficulties around these issues, regardless of the gender of the person. And this is kind of, you know, what you're saying here is kind of the point of having a niche. Having a niche is it's something that can be tweaked at any time, or it can even be totally changed. You know, these having a niche or, you know, special interest, it's not written in so in stone. So you might decide on a niche, and then over time this might grow and develop into something a bit bigger, or you might go down a slightly different route, or you might even just become more specific. The choice really is yours, and it's all about what's right for you what's right for your clients and what's right for your practice. So, you know, and the thing about niches is, despite the fears that a lot of people have around having a niche, you know, people worry that having a niche is going to reduce the number of people that they're going to attract. But in actual fact, it's the opposite. It means that you're going to start to attract more people because more people will resonate with the message that you have. You know, your marketing message means that more people are likely to reach out to you. So you're more likely to attract people with the issues that that you really love working with, you know, but equally when somebody sees your marketing and, and that helps people to connect with you, I suppose the important thing is once they're actually working with you, you still get the variety that you love because each person is, of course, unique and each person brings their own story. Each person has their own history that got them to where to where they are now. And this is a brilliant example. So if you're currently working with women around the issues of miscarriage, baby loss, infertility, I think that including men within this is a wonderful addition to your niche because, you know, we see lots of help for women and, and rightly so in these situations. But so often I think the needs of men can be overlooked. And, you know, bless them, men are often there to try to help their partner and they can disregard their own feelings. You know, they think, well, you know, it's important to look after my, my partner. They're the one that's going through all this. It's my job to be strong for them. And as such, their own feelings can be, be ignored. And, you know, with so much currently happening to highlight the need for men to consider their own mental health, to talk more about their issues, then being sure to include them in your practice, I think, is an absolutely wonderful addition. So, so yeah, good on you. So how do you approach this in your marketing so that you're not just appealing to women? Well, there are several ways that you can highlight that you work with both men and women with issues around fertility, miscarriage and baby loss. Some are going to be more, some are going to be obvious and some are probably going to be a little bit more subtle. So let's start with something that's quite obvious. And I would say, you know, let's think about your website. I would say start off with having a tagline. Now, if you don't have a tagline, let me just talk a bit quickly about what a tagline is. 
It's kind of a short statement about your business that immediately lets people know what you do. And it's often the first thing you can that people see on your website. So when I talk about websites in the Grow Your Private Practice membership, we've got a course, one of our big foundational courses that's called My Website Blueprint. And we talk about you know, everything to do with websites, you know, whether you should do it yourself or get somebody else in to do it for you, what pages you need, what you need to put on each of the pages, images, and, you know, all sorts of different things. And what I recommend is, I mean, all, you know, all websites are different, but what often we see is like what you'd call a hero image. So an image that goes at the top of the website all the way across and over the hero image, you often see a tagline. And this, I think, is a great thing to do. So an example of a tagline is mine. So my tagline is helping therapists attract more clients more easily. So what my tagline is doing is it's saying that I help therapists. So that means if a therapist reads that, it's like, oh, she's talking about me. And I'm saying exactly what I do. I help you to attract more clients, but not just attract more clients, but to do it in a, you know more easily. So, you know, you just think about what it is that you do. And, and it it might take a little bit of time, actually. This isn't one of those things. This is, this is one of those things that sounds really easy, you know, just write yourself a tagline. It, it can really scupper people. I know some people that are there for like weeks trying to think of it. So don't get too caught up in it. This is not, you know, be all and end all thing. Maybe just start with something that feels right for now. So it could be, you know, a good way to think about this is I help blank to blank. Okay. So, you know, and then how you do it. So like, like I say with mine, it's I help therapists to attract more clients more easily. So you could say I help. So your tagline could encompass your niche. So it could be something like I help you navigate all things fertility. That's not brilliant actually, but you know, it it takes a little bit of thinking about, so it could be a support for both men and women navigating infertility. So think about what that tagline could be so that when somebody lands on your website, they're going to see that, yes, you're talking about fertility and infertility, but also that you're helping both men and women. So put it up there loud and proud on your website that it's not just for, for women. And then have a little look at the homepage of your website. So brainstorm all the things your clients could be struggling with. And then, so yeah, I mean, I'm a big one, actually, if you've been listening for any length of time, I'm a big one for taking myself off to somewhere, you know, a cafe or a bar or somewhere with a notebook and I have some, you know, have some coffee, I might have some cake or a spot of lunch. And I go there to do my brainstorm and it gets me away from the house. It gets me away from distractions. And it's a great place to just go and really, you know, really concentrate about something. So I suggest that you really brainstorm all of the things that your clients could be struggling with. So, you know, think just, you know, you'll have a good idea of who your clients are. It's something you've been working with. You know, what is the main things they talk about? So it could be things like, stress, loneliness, fear, anger. They could struggle with anxiety, grief, sadness. They might feel that they're letting their partner down. Women can feel less feminine and men can feel less masculine, you know, to name just a few. So do a massive brainstorm of all the different things that that people, you know, 
within your niche could be struggling with. And there's no wrong answers here, just write everything down. So don't judge any of your answers, just get it all down. And then what I suggest you do is look for three statements that are going to describe how they're currently feeling. So what are three different things that come up a lot that a lot of people are struggling with, some sort of common things that people struggle with? So it could be that one of these statements might be, you had no idea starting a family would be so hard and things haven't gone as planned. So if a potential client who's struggling with infertility sees that on your website, they'll immediately know that they're in the right place. Something else that I thought was every month, the excitement and the possibility is dashed and you tell yourself maybe next month. So that talks about the the anticipation and the heartbreak every month when you know you realise that you've not fallen pregnant again. And then, you know, you can talk about miscarriage and baby loss by saying something like, and even the longed for pregnancy still hasn't brought you the result that you dreamed of. Now, to be honest, I kind of struggle a little bit with this. So what I'm saying there is probably quite clumsy. So Diana, I'm sorry if you're sort of sat there thinking, oh my God, Jane, you know, that's rubbish. I appreciate that what I'm saying there is going to be quite clumsy and it's not going to be anywhere near as good as what you can do because this is your niche. These are the sorts of issues that you work with day in, day out. These are the people, you know them inside out. So you'll have a far better idea of the sorts of things that's happening to these people. So allow yourself to do this brainstorm, have a deep dive into what's really going on for them. So yeah, do a deep dive into into what's going on. And then, you know, you can say something like, so if you are struggling with infertility or baby loss, please don't struggle alone. So make sure that your website and the homepage of your website is really going to reflect your niche completely. And that it's also going to talk about the fact that you work with both men and women. Now, one of the more subtle ways of letting people know that you work with both men and women is around the images and the branding that you have on your website. So consider the overall feeling of your website. Does it have a more feminine feel to it? And it can do. If you're used to working with women, you know, it can have a more feminine feel. And if that is the case, that could turn men away. So it could be that you might want to do a rebrand or a mini rebrand to attract both male and female clients. So what I would suggest is you explore things like the type of font that you use. So, you know, some fonts are more feminine. So if it's more of a scripty sort of handwritten type font, just check that it's not particularly feminine, if that makes sense. You know, it's it's weird, isn't it, saying that some fonts are feminine and some are masculine, but they are, aren't they? And you can tell, you know, when you go onto a website that's meant for females, that it's going to be, you know, more likely to be a particular way. So have a think about what sort of fonts that you use. Have a think about the sorts of colours that you use to see if you can make it more gender neutral, okay? And also have images both of men and women on your website. So make sure that those images give that message that men are very welcome. You know, that's that's a, a really a, that's a really great way of just letting people know that you work with men as well, you know. So when a man lands on your website, it's not just gonna scream, this is this is for women. It's gonna say that men are welcome that you are catering for the needs of men and that you have an understanding of the needs of the 
the needs that men have and that you are there to help them. Now, another way that you can let people know that you work with both genders is blogs. Now, I think that blogs are often vastly underused as a way of both helping more people and showing your authority in a subject. And, you know, it's great for attracting clients too. So I would suggest writing some blogs that really reflect your niche. And one of the really great things about blogs is that you can use stories. Now, you can use stories that are, you know, real or made up. So an example of a story might be something along the lines of, you know, you couldn't have been more happy when your partner said she was pregnant, but the dream soon turned into a nightmare when she started bleeding and you felt completely helpless as there was nothing you could do to help her. So you were strong for her. You helped her through the grief and you supported her. But who supported you? And then you could go on to say, it's not unusual for men to be missed at times like this, but you've been through loss too and will probably have a mixture of complex feelings like sadness, anger, etc. But you might feel that you don't want to burden your partner. So then what you could do is you could have different suggestions of ways that you can help yourself. So you might say, here are four I- four ideas of how you can how you can help yourself, basically. So number one, talk to a friend. So you might encourage them to talk to a good friend or a best friend or whatever. Number two, talk to a family member. So you might say, you know, maybe you could talk to your mum or your sister or your brother or whatever. Your dad, I don't know why I didn't say dad. Number three, it could be, you might say, talk to a helpline and you might give details of different helplines that you think would be appropriate for a guy to call. And number four might be talk to a counsellor because counsellors are trained to be impartial and they're there to help you with your difficult feelings. And you could then say, I work with these issues and I work with men around these issues. If you want some help, then give me a call. So you could do a blog that basically saying, I understand that men can sometimes be missed These are some things that you can do. You're not being salesy because you're suggesting all these different ideas of talking to other people, finding a helpline. But then you're reminding them that this is your job. This is your bread and butter. This is what you do. And you're experienced in it. You're trained in it. And you're available and ready. So blogs are a great way of getting that across. So some other things you could talk about in blogs, you know, you could write about managing feelings of grief, hopelessness, sadness, anxiety, you know, you could talk about each one of those, you know, on its own in a different blog. You could write blogs for women to help them to understand and support what men go through. And you could write blogs for men to help them to understand and support women in what they're going through. You could talk about communication and, you know, try and help couples to communicate about what's happening You could write blogs around coming to terms with infertility and you could do a case study. Now, when I say a case study, I don't mean a case study of a client because obviously, you know, we know that that's that's not allowed. But you could do a case study um, and this is a way of making it actually quite fun. You could use a case study from a soap or a film. So, or you know, a character that's, that's around in some way. It could even be like Shrek you know, when he became a new father or something like that. That's maybe not a very good idea, but you could do a case study on a character and you can talk about, because the great thing is characters in books, characters in films, 
the story they have is never plain sailing, is it? So they always go through lots of bumps in the roads. So you would be able to see a bump in the road, something that they did wrong, for want of a better word. And you could talk about how they might do that differently. I'm hoping that makes sense. But these case studies can be like really good fun to do. And they can be really great for somebody who's reading them because they can see something, an example of a way, you know, something that they're experiencing and see different ways that they can handle it. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, something else that you could do is in your FAQ or your frequently asked questions section on your website, you could have the question, do you work with both men and women? And the answer would be yes, both parties need support with the complex feelings infertility and baby loss can bring. And you can sort of put it there out again, out there loud and proud. Yes, I work with, you know, both parties. I would also say there's a possibility as well that you might want to open it out to include like grandparents or even children. Okay. Now, obviously this is, you know, I'm just putting this out there in case it might be something that you want to do. But I mean, I remember when I was just little, I think I was about 13 and my mum told me that she was pregnant and I got so excited. You know, in my head, I decided it was going to be a little girl. I named the baby and I just, I just imagined how it would be having a little sister, but it didn't work out. And the outcome of it not working out meant that my mum ended up having to go to hospital and it was never discussed with me. It it was just something that was shrouded in mystery, really. So, you know, I think that if there is baby loss and infertility in the family, you know, grandparents could do with some help around that as well. They'll have feelings and, and you know, feelings of loss, and grief and all sorts of things going on. And kids can too. Now, I don't know if you work with kids, obviously, but yeah, it's just, just a thought there. I'm just throwing it out. Now, menopause. Now, I want to just talk about menopause because I think if I think within that niche, menopause is kind of just tiptoeing around the outside. So I think that if you want to keep menopause within your niche, I would talk about it from the point of view of managing the realization that the childbearing years are over. So rather than just talking about menopause, in my marketing, I would be talking about you know, coming to terms with menopause, what that means. Now, like I say, once that person decided to come to you to talk about it, then you can talk about whatever you want to in your in your sessions with them. But I think to sort of stay within this niche, I would be talking about menopause from the point of view of managing the realisation that the childbearing years are, are probably over. So that's the way that I would do it. Now, I hope this has helped, Diana. Please let me know how you get on. I've just given you a few little ideas there. Again, I want to reiterate, I think it's fantastic that you're opening this out. I think it's a really great addition. And, you know, men, bless them, they do kind of get a little bit left out when it comes to issues around fertility. And of course, men have, you know, just as as many feelings as, as anybody else when it comes to these sorts of things. So... Yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So, and please let me know how you get on. And if you've got any more questions or if you need me to sort of go over something again, then please just let me know. And I hope that, you know, I hope that you've found this useful as well, because basically we're just talking about niching. And niching is useful really to anybody, everybody. I suggest everybody has a niche, even if it's a really broad niche. 
And I do talk about this a lot in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. So if you need some help, then, you know, just come and join us. And if you have a question that you'd like me to answer in Jane Explains, please just drop me a line. It's jane at janetravis.co.uk with the title Jane Explains, and I'll see what I can do for you. Okay, I hope that you found that useful. I'm going to go and have a cup of coffee and some toast. Have a fantastic week, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.